Bob Sapp was a prize fighter unlike any other. The former American football player transitioned into combat sports in Japan and immediately found success both inside and outside of the ring. But he has also been on a 14 fight losing streak. So how good was Bob Sapp actually? Hey guys, it's Keon and today we're going to talk about Bob Sapp. I've wanted to do this video for a while now and after it being requested many times in the comments, it is finally here and honestly, it was a fun MMA career to cover because Bob did it unlike any other. So this video is going to cover all that in order to understand how good he actually was. Before we get to it, shout out to the undisputed members of my Patreon. This month, the money was donated to Sick Kids, which is a hospital for sick children in Toronto, Ontario. So thank you to the undisputed and interim members of my Patreon for making this possible. And you yourself can become a member and get perks like early access to my videos, a shout out, and more. Now let's get to it. Bob Sapp began his MMA career on April 28, 2002 at the age of 28. Prior to making his debut, he was a pro wrestler and former American football player. In his first fight at Pride 20, he fought Yoshihisa Yamamoto. It was an absolute beatdown by Bob who used his size and strength to move forward and connect with a barrage of punches. The fight eventually ended with strikes that knocked out Yamamoto. This match was viewed by 10 million people, and it quickly turned Bob into a fan favorite due to his size, strength, and fighting style. Following this win, he fought two-time rings openweight champion, Kiyoshi Tamura. Bob had a 150-pound weight advantage, and it took him 11 seconds to knock Tamura down and finish him on the ground with more punches. His next fight was against Pride heavyweight champion, Antonio Rodrigo Nogueira. Due to the 100 27 pound weight difference, Nogueira requested no knees when on the ground, and the size definitely favored Bob who stuffed Nogueira's first takedown attempt. He proceeded to use all his strength to lift Big Nog into the air and slam him hard to the mat. Bob began to unleash heavy ground and pound, but Nogueira survived and attempted submissions. Yet Bob would muscle his way out of these attempts with slams or simply just powering out of them. Every takedown attempt by Nogueira was denied which left him on his back for most of the fight eating punches. When the two were on their feet, they were both visibly tired and that showed in their striking as they were throwing sloppy punches at each other. But through those exchanges, I would say that Bob was connecting with the better shots. The same action continued into the second round before Nogueira got on top. He threw punches before locking in the armbar that forced a tap. Regardless of the loss, Bob put on a great effort and I put this match in my top 10 greatest Pride FC fights of all time. Even commentators Boss Rutin and Steven Quadros expressed that Bob can become a major fighter with more training. On New Year's Eve 2002, Bob fought Yoshihiro Takeyama who was coming off of his fight of the year with Don Fry. And honestly, this fight looked like it was going to take that title early as Bob came out rushing like a bull and rammed hard into Takeyama who countered with wild shots. But Bob closed the distance and secured the takedown. From there, he threw punches to the face of Takeyama before securing an armbar that forced a tap. Not only did 24.5 million people watch this fight, but Bob was quickly becoming a star and this forced media obligations to get in the way of his training. 11 months later, he fought Stefan Gamlin. This was the first time an opponent weighed more than Bob. The two immediately went toe to toe to trade big shots before Stefan took the fight down. But he wasn't able to do much as Bob shook him off and began pressing forward with punches. Defense was non-existent. Bob eventually finished Stefan with a standing guillotine. The fight lasted 52 seconds. Bob's next opponent was Dolgo Sorenjin Sumia Bazar who was a multiple time wrestling champion. He got taken down early by Dolgo Sorenjin and spent the majority of the round throwing strikes and attempting Kimuras. Bob did reverse the position at one point and looked close to locking in a rear naked choke. But Dolgo Sorenjin reversed out of it and spent the remainder of the round on top. Bob ended up winning the fight prior to the second round after Dolgo Dolgo Sorenjin's corner threw in the towel due to a groin injury. Two months later, he fought Kazuyuki Fujita. Fujita immediately secured a takedown. And although Bob attempted the heel hook and a toe hold, Fujita got out and began throwing vicious soccer kicks and punches which eventually forced a tap, handing Bob his second pro loss. After this defeat, he fought French kickboxer Jerome LeBanner in a kickboxing MMA hybrid fight. Rounds 1 and 3 were kickboxing while 2 and 4 were MMA. In round 1, Bob looked punches away from being finished. But somehow he survived and began taking over in round 2 by securing a takedown and 
and throwing ground and pound. But once it got back to kickboxing rules in round 3, Jerome connected with more shots, but the output slowed down in comparison to the first. The final round was pretty competitive as Bob was exhausted at this point, which made it difficult for him to secure takedowns. Bob spent time on top throwing punches, but so did Jerome who at one point fully mounted him. The fight ended with Bob attempting an arm lock. After 4 rounds, the fight was declared as a draw due to the rules of the match. 3 months later, Bob fought Minsu Kim. He immediately closed the distance with the clinch, but Minsu Kim threw a bunch of punches which opened up a cut. The doctor stopped the action to take care of it, and once they continued, Bob landed a big right hand that knocked Minsu Kim out. His next opponent after this victory was Alan Koreev. The two traded punches to start the fight before Alan secured a takedown and mounted Bob. From there, both men scrambled for top position. Once the fight got back up, they went toe to toe again, but it was Bob's jab that knocked out Alan. He returned on November 5th, 2005 to fight Kim Jong Wang. The two immediately traded punches, but it was Bob who landed the heavier shots. This also included a knee that dropped Wang and forced the ref to step in. This fight lasted 8 seconds, making it the fastest win of Bob's career. After this victory, he took a 2 year break from the sport to focus on pro wrestling. He came back on New Year's Eve 2007 to fight Bobby Ologan. The size difference was absolutely comical as Bob towered over Bobby who couldn't do anything but run away. Eventually, the fight made its way to the ground where Bob mounted Bobby and attempted a straight arm lock before finishing the fight with ground and pound. His next opponent was Jan Norte who was 6 inches taller than the 6'5 Bob. The two immediately clinched up before Norte separated and connected with big shots. This eventually knocked Bob down where he got finished with more punches. The fight lasted 55 seconds. Following this loss, Bob fought Akihito Tanaka. Tanaka dominated most of this fight by bringing the action to the ground where he threw shots from the top. But after 5 minutes, Bob was able to reverse him and throw punches of his own before getting back up where he finished the fight with heavy bombs. At Dream 9, he fought Ikuhisa Manoa. Bob was able to deny the takedown and maintain top position. But then he got reversed which led to Manoa securing an Achilles lock. One month later, he fought pro wrestler Bobby Lashley. Bob rushed in only to get taken down immediately. Bobby began to rain heavy shots before the ref stepped in at 3 minutes and 18 seconds. The same thing happened against Ramon Sokoju who avoided Bob's initial rush before taking him down and finishing him with strikes. After losing 3 in a row, he fought Sasha Weinpolter. Bob took down Sasha and forced him to tap to a forearm choke in 2 minutes. On March 11, 2011, he fought Stav Economou. Once again, Bob rushed in and got taken down before being finished by punches. A month and a half later, he fought Attila Yusar who beat him in 56 seconds by an Achilles lock. Then he fought Mauro Parak and although he didn't rush in like most of his fights, Bob still got taken down but threw some bicycle kicks off his back. He managed to get back up and throw some punches before getting taken down again. Parak threw punches and knees before the ref stepped in. After losing by disqualification to Alexander Otsuka, Bob made his 1FC debut. His opponent was Hollis Gracie. Bob rushed in and got taken down before Gracie attacked for a leg. But so did Bob and he looked to be defending well against the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu expert. Regardless, Hollis got on top and finished the fight with knees and punches. Bob's next fight was in Mumbai, India against James Thompson. James took him down early and began throwing punches. But the momentum changed when Bob reversed the position and began throwing big shots of his own. But then James reversed him and this led to Bob injuring his leg which forced the immediate tap. Two months later, he fought Marius Puzianowski. The two swung immediately but it was Marius who was winning the exchanges by mixing in knees. He took the fight down and finished Bob there with more punches. On May 18, 2012, he fought Soa Palele. Bob pressed forward only to get caught with an uppercut that rocked him followed by more punches that finished the fight in 12 seconds. After this loss, he fought Tolgin Akolbekov. Tolgin secured the takedown before finishing the fight with punches that forced Bob to tap. He went on to fight Jong Dae Kim in South Korea. The two traded shots before Jong secured the takedown and threw ground and pound for most of the round. But Bob reversed the position 
position and began to connect with big shots of his own before the end of the round. But in the second, Zhang secured the takedown again before finishing the fight with punches. Three months later, he fought Dujan Panabatovic. The two traded shots early before Dujan rocked Bob and took him down to the ground where he finished the fight with more punches. Then he fought Alexander Emelianenko. Bob was unable to get a hold of Alexander and this led to him eating shots before getting dropped and finished on the ground with punches. After this, he went to Brazil to fight Edson Franca. Edson finished Bob in 35 seconds via rear naked choke. Three years later, he came back and fought Aori Gel. The two swung wildly, but it was Aori Gel who rocked Bob and finished him on the ground with punches. Two years later, at the age of 45, he made his debut with Japanese MMA promotion, Ryzen. His opponent was former sumo wrestler, Asuna Rashi Kentaro. Asuna Rashi came out swinging and it looked like it was going to be another quick defeat for Bob, but he survived and connected with shots of his own. In the second, the two traded shots before Asuna Rashi attempted to take down, but Bob managed to scramble on top and throw shots for the remainder of the round. In the third, both men were exhausted but truly went all out with everything they had left. The fight was one big punch away from being over, but no one connected and after three rounds, Bob won by unanimous decision, snapping his 14 fight losing streak. This was the last time Bob fought in MMA. There's always a possibility of seeing him come back for another, but I think it would be great if he closes his career off with a win. So after going 12, 20, and 1, how good was Bob Sapp actually? For the amount of experience that Bob had, I would say that he did very well for himself in MMA. Of course, most of his offense was based on his size and power, but his early opponents had troubles with overcoming it, and even with those who did win, they had to face adversity. Bob was a brawler who slowly developed more skills on the ground as he progressed as an MMA fighter, but his bull rushing style perfectly complemented his look and persona, which made him a huge star in Japan. He was definitely classified as a freak show fighter, but I'm confident in saying that he was the best one there was. After his fight with Nogueira, there was some serious promise on Bob's MMA career, but media obligations and his kickboxing career got in the way of his training, which truly hindered Bob's potential in the sport. Yet that didn't seem to matter because he wasn't in it to be the best fighter. He was in it to make money. He even said himself that a successful fight to him is one where he improves financially and doesn't take too much damage. Hence why he was okay with losing fights later on in his career as he wasn't willing to take big amounts of damage for the pay he was receiving. Citing that MMA fighters are usually financially unstable after retiring, so he used his fame to get into as many fights as possible, which equated to many paychecks as he was a draw in any event he was in. And although he did take his share of damage throughout his career, it wasn't as much in comparison to other fighters who enter MMA for the accolades and legacy. That to me is what makes him a true prize fighter. That's why I would give his MMA career a 6 out of 10. He played the game to his favor, so much so that he built a reputation as a loser, yet many were still eager to watch him fight. And that to me is what makes Bob Sapp the winner. My name is Keon and this is my take on how good Bob Sapp actually was. Do you agree, disagree, or have something else to add? please put in the comments down below because I love to read it. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel for more content like this. But that's all out for now, so I'll see you in my next one.